Welcome to the Wade Deacon Poetry Anthology podcast. Today we're going to be looking at The Soldier by Rupert Brooke. If I should die, think only this of me, that there's some corner of a foreign field that is forever England, there shall be in that rich earth a richer dust concealed. A dust whom England bore, shaped, made aware, gave once her flowers to love, her ways to roam. A body of England's breathing English air, washed by rivers, blessed by sons of home. And think this heart of evil shed away, a pulse in the eternal mind, no less gives somewhere back the thoughts by England given. Her sights and sounds, dreams as happy as her day, and laughter learnt of friends and gentleness in hearts at peace under an English heaven. Hopefully by now we are all familiar with Rupert Brooke's famous poetic declaration of patriotism and pride, The Soldier. Typical to the form, this 14-line poem expresses deep and meaningful feelings, but unlike many sonnets, such as Elizabeth Barrett Browning's Sonnet 43, Rupert Brooke did not use this poem to express his love for a romantic partner. Rather, he used it to express his love for England and his willingness to fight to protect the country he loved in the trenches of World War I. As an idealistic and, some would say, naive depiction of the mentality of a soldier, this poem has attracted a lot of controversy. Unlike the violent, grotesque imagery of Dulce at Decorum Est by Wilfred Owen, Mamet's Wood by Owen Shears and The Manhunt by Simon Armitage, the soldier paints war in a very positive light. Luckily for us, especially considering he died on the 23rd of April 1915, we have Rupert Brooke here to talk to us and explain the thoughts and feelings behind his famous words. Disclaimer, this is not actually Rupert Brooke, but just pretend for now. First question I'd like to ask you is, why did you choose to use a sonnet form in this poem? considering it's not a stereotypical love poem. I suppose a sonnet is quite an unusual form, given that the poem isn't a traditional love poem, in that it isn't about a romantic relationship. However, it is still about love. The poem is an expression of my patriotism, my love for the country. So a sonnet felt like the appropriate form. Yes, you can certainly see the patriotism when you read through the poem, especially in the repetition of England and English, which seems to come up quite a lot. Was that intentional? Yes, that's right. I repeat those words six times across the 14 lines of the poem, so nearly once every two lines. I wanted to clearly demonstrate the strength of feeling for my country. I was willing to risk everything, including my life, to protect the pastoral idyll of England. Well, that's very noble, absolutely. Although records suggest you didn't actually do very much fighting in the war. Could you tell us a bit about that? Yes. Funny you should bring that up. Unfortunately, I contracted a rather nasty case of sepsis from an infected mosquito bite. Ended up dying on a French hospital ship moored somewhere off the coast of Greece. We had been on our way to the Battle of Gallipoli, but I never made it. However, I'm absolutely sure that had I gotten the chance to get really stuck into battle, I would have been a total natural. It's all there in the poem. Absolutely, Rupert, I'm sure that that's true. 
Moving on, you focus a lot in the poem on the rural countryside landscapes rather than the cities and towns. Is there a reason for that? Absolutely. To me, the English countryside encapsulates all that is wondrous about our nation. I wanted to create an image of England as a beautiful, protective environment for the inhabitants. I attended a prestigious boarding school in rugby and then went on to study at the University of Cambridge. So I've always been lucky to be situated in some of the most beautiful, green and pleasant areas of the country. I talk about England almost as a mother figure, personifying her in the lines, gave once her flowers to love, her ways to roam, and her sights and sounds, dreams as happy as her day. Yes, I can see that. There's also a lot of religious imagery in your poem. Why is that? Well, I've always found an almost divine beauty within nature. That's why I describe England in the countryside almost like an act of worship in the line, washed by the rivers, blessed by the sons of home. My love of nature, camping and wild swimming once led to my friend Virginia Woolf describing me as a neo-pagan someone who worships nature. I certainly think nature has an ethereal, miraculous quality to it, much like religion. Some people have also commented that my devotion to my country is one of almost religious intensity. Perhaps that is why I constructed the final image of hearts at peace under an English heaven. So with all the beautiful descriptions of the English countryside and the religious imagery, What would you say to some critics who might argue that your war poetry is too idealistic to be a true depiction of war? I suppose I didn't see too much action on the front line myself. But to me, war always seemed a very noble enterprise. We were fighting to protect our country, a country I loved deeply. And that felt like a very honourable and principled enterprise. I'm sure some of the other war poets of the time, like that miserable Wilfred Owen, would argue that I should have included a little bit more bloodshed and and anguish, but I don't think that's what the British population needed to hear at the time. My poetry may not have depicted every gas attack and mass burial, but it gave the people back home hope and inspired them to continue supporting our soldiers when they needed it most. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Rupert. Hopefully this podcast has given you an insight into the man behind the poem and why he chose the language, form and structure that he did to talk about his feelings towards the country he felt destined to serve but never actually got a chance to. Remember, the hardest part of the poetry exam is the comparison. So start thinking about comparisons that you could draw between the soldier and other poems in the anthology. There are some obvious links between the other war poems, Mamet's Wood, Dolce et Decorum Est, The Manhunt, even A Wife in London. But there are some other links you can make too. Rupert said himself this is a love poem about one man and his country. So think about the other love poems in the anthology if you want to stretch and challenge yourself. Thank you for listening. Remember to keep revising the poems. It seems like a very difficult task at the time, but it will be worth it on results day.